Welcome to Passion Life Church. Well, we're starting this brand new series called The Power of Thank You, and we're taking it from my brand new book, and uh, it's called The Power of Thank You, The Key to Finding Joy Again. And I'm going to start today, and I'm going to be preaching out of chapter one, and I'm calling today The Password, The Password. You know, I don't know if you... Uh, realize that it just seems like every November 1st, right after October 31st and Halloween, every November 1st, it's almost like there's a, a, a shift in the atmosphere. And uh, I notice it. And it's almost like you can feel like joy in the air. And I believe because it's an expectation of obviously Christmas is coming. But let me just say, I believe that the reason why we start to have this sense of joy is is because people start to focus on being grateful, that they are intentional about this. Now, what I think is very unfortunate is that for some of us, you know, thanksgiving and gratitude has been reduced to one day out of the year. But again, in this season and leading up to it, there's just like a sense of excitement. And I believe that that's what gratitude can do in our life. And so what I want to do is throughout this series, I want to look at gratitude in the Bible. You know, one of the things that I've noticed when I was reading the New Testament and just looking at some of the things that Jesus did was that Jesus actually noticed when people were grateful. He did. And he noticed when they weren't. But there's something else that Jesus did that really caught my attention is that Jesus would give thanks or be grateful before a miracle happened. Jesus would actually give thanks before he saw the desired result that he wanted to have. Now, growing up, and you're probably like me, I was taught, you know, say thank you at the end when somebody did something nice for you, you know, make sure that you say thank you. Now, I think that's important, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but I believe today is going to be a game changer because Jesus didn't just say thank you at the end. What we see in his life is that he actually said thanks and gave thanks before the miracle. Now, here's what I did. I looked at Jesus's life and I said, you know, he is intentional. There's a reason why Jesus is doing this and I want to know why. And we're going to look into that. But here's another thing I said, if Jesus is doing it, so should I. You know, on our powerofthankyoubook.com website, we put up this shirt. It just says that if Jesus did it, so should I. It's got that hand emoji. I just love that because we can look at him as our example. And so I've entitled today the password because I believe that giving thanks before a miracle can have incredible results uh, in our lives. And so here's what I want to submit to you today, that these words, thank you, shouldn't just come at the end after the miracle, after somebody did something for you. But I want to submit to you today. See, I believe the words thank you are not only an ending point, but an access point to enter. Look what Psalms 100 verse 4 says. It says, enter into his gates with what? Come on, say it loud. Thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. 
I love the way the message translation says it. Psalms 100 verse 4, it says, enter with the password, thank you. All right, now I know what you're saying. Phil, you're actually going to give me another password? I have so many passwords. I know I do too, but thank God for the password reset option. Come on, somebody. Now, listen, I want to know, have any of you used the password reset? Have you reset your password in the last two weeks on any of your computer sites? Come on, websites, I want to know. Type it in the chat. I just did this a couple of days ago and I find myself doing it more and more because I have so many sites that I'm logging into. But here's what we're going to do today. We're going to reset the password to thank you. Come on, say those two words. Say thank you. Now, I know you know this, but I think it needs to be said. The purpose of a password is the password will give you access to people, to places, websites, things that you wouldn't normally have access to without the password. Now, why is the password thank you? Why is the password thanksgiving? And I think this is the real question, right? Why is God so attracted to a grateful heart, right? What is it about gratitude? He says, enter into my gates with thanksgiving. What is it about a grateful heart that God says, you know what? You can access all that I am, everything that I have, if you just will have a grateful heart. Wow, man, that's that's pretty thought-provoking. Well, I have the answer for you today. The answer is we only have access to God through His grace. And it's God's grace that causes gratitude. Yeah, it's God's grace that causes thanksgiving. Look what Paul says. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, For all things are for your sakes, so that the grace which is spreading to more and more people may cause the giving of thanks to abound to the glory of God. So look at what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that grace causes thanksgiving. Now, you will find as you look in the New Testament, and we're going to look into some Greek words throughout this series because I think it's going to help us understand the magnitude of, of, of gratitude. But you're going to find that grace and gratitude are linked together. This is why, right, an ungrateful person is a person that is not recognizing God's grace. And the opposite is true. A person who is grateful is a person who is recognizing, looking for God's grace. Are you doing that today in your life? Are you looking for God's grace? Are you believing for his favor? Because it is there. God is freely giving you his grace. He's given all of us his grace and his favor. But here's what happens with ungrateful people. Since grace is causing thanksgiving, an ungrateful person is a person that's not allowing God's grace to work in their life. Or let me say it this way. They may even be acknowledging, oh, God's grace and he's good. But you know what? They don't let that grace guide them. They don't let that grace work in their life. And so I like to say it this way. I think this gives us a bigger perspective. (laughs) It's not proper English, but I think it could help. This is a person who is graceful is a person who is great 
full. Let me say that again. A person who is graceful is a person who is grateful. Now, the opposite is true. A person who is ungraceful, not walking in the grace of God, not receiving the grace of God, will always be ungrateful. Now, this is simple to me because really what it comes down to is that when you are acknowledging God's grace in your life, you will be full of gratitude because grace causes thanksgiving. Now, we need to understand that not only grace causes thanksgiving, but it also produces joy in our life. The result of gratitude is joy. You know, they're finding this out in secular studies, scientific studies. What they're saying right now that gratitude is a predictor of happiness. Listen, we're going to talk about joy and happiness, and I believe it's going to bless you. I'm hoping that in this series, it will your joy will just be overflowing. Like we talked about last week, my cup is overflowing. I hope that it's overflowing with joy. But even scientific studies are saying that you want to know how happy a person is, look at their level of gratitude because gratitude is a predictor of happiness. Now, that's the scientific studies, but this is actually in the Word of God. Now, since grace produces gratitude and the password is thank you, this is so important. Grace is so important. And it's the foundation of it all. We need to look at grace, you know, because if we can understand God's grace, then we can actually understand the foundation of miracles. Listen, every miracle flows out of God's grace and his goodness. So what is grace? Well, in the New Testament, it was written in Greek, and the Greek word for grace is charis. You know, people even uh, name their, their daughter charis, right? And or grace. But look at the definition. I think this is really going to bless you. Grace means this, God's unearned, undeserved, unmerited favor in our lives. But grace also means gratification. Say that word, gratification. It means gratification, acceptance, a kindness granted or desired, a benefit, thankfulness, and gratitude. Listen, it's amazing to me that this definition basically says that God's grace is where we find true gratification. Wow. All of that in his grace. Now, his grace has been given to you freely. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. And he gave it to you when you didn't deserve it. And God gave that to you, right? We didn't deserve it. To be honest with you, what did we deserve? We deserve the penalty that should be paid for our sins. We should be paying that penalty for our sins, but that's not what God did. You know what God did? For our sin, the penalty for our sin, instead of giving you what you didn't deserve, watch this, he gave Jesus. He gave you Jesus. He gave us Jesus. I messed up. I sinned. And what does God give me? He doesn't give me what I, what I deserve. He gives me his son, Jesus, in exchange. Come on, in exchange for what I've done, but in exchange for the sin that I've committed, he gives Jesus. <laughs> this is like the greatest exchange in the history of humanity. Now, think about this. Jesus volunteered. He volunteered to go to a cross to pay for your sin and my sin. 
And we've all sinned. Sin just simply means this, to miss the mark. We've all missed the mark. Some of us a little more than others. Some of us more times than others. But we all miss the mark. Now, I want you to really think about this. Jesus, who is the Son of God, clothed himself in flesh. He clothed himself in flesh and walked this earth and he put himself, he allowed them, allowed them to put himself on a cross. Now, listen, listen, they didn't take his life. He laid down his life. So Jesus, God in the flesh on a cross for you and for me. Yes, God in the form of his son, Jesus, son of God on a cross for you and for me. And the Bible says this, that he knew no sin. Jesus never knew what it was like to sin. Look at what 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So watch this. This is, this is incredible. This is the grace of God. Jesus gave his holy life for our sinful life. Jesus became sin so you and I could become righteous. Righteous simply means in right standing with God. We could not get there by ourselves. But you know what? God, through his grace, gave us his son. And Jesus, he put off his holy life, right, to pay for our sinful life. Man, man, aren't you grateful? I'm so grateful for that. He became sin so you and I could become righteous. Now, that's God's grace right there in action. And even right now, I just want to give thanks. I'm so thankful that Jesus paid the penalty for my sin. Are you grateful today? Listen, and it was every sin, every sin that humanity would ever commit, Jesus paid for. That's his grace. Man, thank you, Jesus. Now, how do we respond to grace? I think this is important. Number one, you first have to admit that you need grace. That's an act of humility. For you to say, God, I need your grace, that is an act of humility. To acknowledge your need and say, I can't do this on my own. I can't save myself. God, I need your grace. Here's the second way that we need to respond is we need to receive God's grace by faith. By faith. Faith is a receiver. Faith is action. Faith is an expression. And so we need to respond to that grace. And grace says, and faith says, thank you. I receive that grace. I receive that forgiveness for the forgiveness of my sins. Now, here's number three. Here's what will happen is when you truly understand God's grace, it'll change your mind about who God is. Even when I talk about this, man, I've preached on this many, many times, but even saying it today again, man, I'm just, I'm so encouraged uh, about the grace of God. I'm so encouraged that his grace and what he done, I do not, what he did, I do not want to forget what he has done. But here's what happens when you look at God's goodness, that kindness, that grace. Here's what happens. It leads you to repentance. Repentance simply means it leads you to change your mind. Yes. Now, I think this is important what we're talking about today because this is the foundation of it all. Today, I wanted to give you just a, a brief introduction and talk about God's grace and so you can understand it because as we move forward and we talk about miracles, and again, I want to remind you, all of God's miracles flow 
from his grace. So this foundation is very important, right? So this is why the password is thank you. Because it is by God's very grace that God gives mankind access to himself. That's the only way you and I can access this incredible God, all that he is. It's by his grace because he gives that to us. So a person who is saying thank you is acknowledging, hey, God is giving me what I could not deserve on my own. Thank you, God. Come on, just take a moment and thank him for his grace. So watch, when I say thank you, it's because grace caused it. (laughs) Because grace is moving in my heart. Man, this is good. So people who receive the grace of God have access to all that he is. Wow, look at what Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of ourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, least any should boast. Now, this scripture is so powerful because it gives us the pattern of grace. So grace comes first. Grace, when we say grace, grace is the password. And then it's grace through faith. Now, you may say, Pastor Phil, I thought, you know, faith might be the password because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is so important. But let me just say this. Faith doesn't come first. Grace comes first. Oh, I want to say that again. Your faith doesn't come first. God's grace comes first. In this equation of grace, God is always first not you. Faith is just responding to what God already done. We don't want to have faith in our faith. What are you going to have faith in, right? So that's why it's important that we always know where our faith is in. Our faith is in God and his grace. So it's by grace that through faith, our response that we are saved. And I love what he says. He says, it's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. It's not your works, but watch this so that no one should boast. (laughs) I like that because I think a lot of times we like to boast. Well, you know, Phil, I, I, you know, I took our company and, and, uh, you know, I just took it to a whole new level. I did, you know, I did this, (laughs) I did that. Well, let me just tell you something. It's all by the grace of God. Listen, you have gifts, but God gave you those gifts. Come on, somebody. I know you're working hard, but can I just remind you who gave you and put the breath in your lungs today. Come on. I know you're intelligent, but let me ask you this. Who is the one that's giving you the wisdom? It's the grace of God. So watch this. Grace is God's part. Faith is my part, the receiving part. Now, here's the great thing. And I believe that actually your faith right now is being stirred up. Why? Because grace always ignites faith. Grace always ignites faith. When you start looking at the grace of God, boom, your faith is ignited. But let me say this, faith has to be in action. Faith without works is dead. So let me say it this way, faith has to have expression, right? And so confession is faith's expression. So watch this, 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this, 
We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. We also believe and therefore we speak. Paul is talking about how faith works. You believe and watch this. You speak. So this speaking is an expression of your faith. So watch, when you come to God and you say, thank you, that is the password. Thank you, God. Here's what you're doing. You're expressing by faith that God's grace has been activated in you. In two simple words, thank you. Whoo, faith in that grace. Come on, has God's grace been activated in you? If it has, just say thank you, right? Now, it is God's grace that can do for me what I cannot do for myself. Now, I say that because that's why we need miracles, right? We need miracles because we've tried in our own strength to do certain things and it just didn't work. So we need supernatural intervention. You know what you need? You need the grace of God, right? Now, God gives us his grace because he wants to be our savior. He never intended for you to be your own savior. And I ask myself this question as I'm talking about the grace of God, and it's so good. I mean, this is one of the subjects I love to talk about because God's grace is so good. But when you think about it, If God's grace is so good, why wouldn't somebody want his grace? Why wouldn't they say, I need that grace? Can I tell you why? Because they want to be their own savior. See, pride says, I don't need God's grace. I can do this on my own. Now, pride says, listen, I am my own savior. Oh my goodness. You ever notice the focus of pride is I, I, right? I, I I can fix my marriage. Okay. I don't think you can. You know why? Because if you would have fixed, if you could fix your marriage, you would have already fixed your marriage, but you can't. You know what you need? You need God's grace. And maybe it's the pride (laughs) that's tearing the marriage apart. Come on, somebody. Well, you know, uh, Phil, uh, you know, I can get over this addiction, No, you can't. If you could have gotten over the addiction, you would have already gotten over the addiction. But you know what you need is God's grace. Now, let me just tell you what happens when we receive God's grace. And this is so important. When you receive God's grace by faith, grace changes you from the inside out. See, until your heart changes, your habits won't change. Your habits will change when there's a transformation in your heart. And this is what grace does. It transforms our heart. Listen, my church family, I'm telling you what I'm living today. The grace message has totally changed my life. And the the truths that I'm giving you today, I'm talking to you today because I've experienced them. And listen, if they've worked for me, they will work for you because they work. Come on, somebody. But here's what grace does. It will change your heart first, and then your habits will change. Now, that's different 
than religion. Religion says, change your behavior first. Religion starts with I, with pride. You have to do it. Okay, I will do it. Well, that's really frustrating because many of us know, I know personally, I could not do it. I was so frustrated because I would go to church and I would hear the pastor say how we need to live. And I thought, man, I just can't do that. As much as I want to try, I'm frustrated. I want to help <laughs> free you from frustration. Watch this. Because you cannot give what you have not received. Listen, grace first has to be received. You know, it's like that old um, question, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Now, let me just tell you this. I like my chicken fried and my eggs scrambled. Come on, somebody. But I can't answer what comes first with that. But what I can answer when it comes to God and his grace, listen, God's grace comes first and then you and I receive that grace. It's God first. This is important as we look throughout this series and we study. It's God first, then your faith, then your response. So watch this, right? I'm trying to live for God. I, right? And I can't. I'm frustrated. So here's the reality. When I stop and look at His grace, here's what God does. His grace not only saves us, but His grace imparts His very life into me. I have received, Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. It's actually God's life. So before I try to live for God, I need to receive His life in me. That's what I did. That was a game changer for me because now, like Paul says, it's not I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. How? By his grace. Well, you know, Phil, I, you know, I want to try to love uh, the unlovable and the people who hurt me and the people who hate me. I want to love my enemies like the Bible says. Well, let me just tell you first. <laughs> When the Bible says love your enemies, that word love there is not, you know, invite them over to your house, be best friends with them. That word love there actually means that you do not wish them ill will. You actually want them to be saved. So let's first characterize loving our enemies first. But let me just say this. The only way you can really love your enemies is by taking the love that God gives you and loving them with that love. See, again, first God loved you. You receive that love and then you give that love to others. You know, Phil, I'm having a hard time forgiving myself, having a hard time forgiving other people. Well, guess what? It starts with God. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot forgive until you have received God's forgiveness, right? And when you receive his forgiveness and you know how much you are forgive, forgiven, you can actually forgive other people. Come on, somebody. Are you thankful for the grace of God? That's what we say today. Thank you. And you know what? When we say that, we have access to his presence. We have access to his power because the grace of God is so good. Listen, my church family, the more you acknowledge God's grace, the more grateful you will be. Oh, let me say that again. The more that you acknowledge God's grace, the more grateful you will be. Can I give you a truth? We cannot truly live for God without his grace. And yet, he has given it to us free. Oh, I, I love that. You know what I've noticed? 
when I take my eyes off of myself and my weaknesses and I started putting it on God's grace, you know what? I started to focus more on my strengths. I started to focus more on who he said I was and who he said I, I am. And so when I took my mind off myself and my weaknesses and put it on God's grace, you know what? My weaknesses began to just fade away. And I want to encourage you to shift your thinking off of yourself and start putting it on how God's grace is so good in your life. Look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, he says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest in me. I want you to shift your thinking to God's grace. That is the key to having gratitude all year round, not just one day uh, out of the year on Thanksgiving. But you know what? God's grace is being poured out, is being, Paul said, is spreading more and more. Are you recognizing it? Are you looking for it? My church family, this is why the password is thank you. Because thank you says, God, I'm not coming to you based on my goodness. Thank you under grace as I'm coming to you under your goodness because you're good and you give me access to all that you are by your grace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, just say thank you today. Come on, thank God just for his grace. My church family, a grateful heart is a grace-filled heart. I want to say that again. A grateful heart is a grace-filled heart which unlocks his presence, his power. And you and I today, listen, we have access to all that God is by his grace. What do we say? We say thank you. Listen, I want to pray for you right now. You know, maybe you're watching today and um, you may just think, well, I don't have a lot to be grateful for. Number one, you have the opportunity today to acknowledge God's grace and be grateful for that. And so I want to pray with you. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart. Maybe you've asked him never to officially forgive you of your sins and responded to God's grace in faith. Would you pray with me this very simple prayer? Because remember, your confession is faith's expression today. That you're going to be saved. Jesus is going to come inside your heart. You've already been forgiven of all your sins. You are just going to acknowledge it. And you're going to repent. You're going to change your mind and say, I don't want you know, to, to sin and live that evil life. I want to come back to you, God. Come on, pray with me. Repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Father God, forgive me of my sin. Today, I repent. Come inside my heart and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, how powerful is that? Listen, if you prayed that prayer, I'd love for you just to text the word believe to 951-382-5757. And uh, we'd like to know that you prayed that prayer. 
Wow, how powerful is that? Well, that's only just chapter one, and I only gave you a little bit of it. The Power of Thank You Book. Again, you can purchase it at powerofthankyoubook.com. You can have it in just a couple days. And if you buy it from the website, it's $2.99 off the retail price. If you go to Amazon, you're not going to get it till uh, December 30th, and you're probably going to pay a full price, uh, being that it just came out. So I want to save you some money. Listen, I want to give you the opportunity to give today. You know, uh, graceful people, grateful people are always giving people. And we understand that because God has given to us, we want to give. And there's a couple of options that you can uh, use to give. Very, very simple. You can text PLC Marietta. It's all one word to 77977. I just want to spell that real quick for everybody that's listening on SoundCloud. It's P-L-C-M-U-R-R-I-E-T-A. And that is uh, Marietta. And you can just text PLC Marietta to 77977. Also, you can go to our website and you can give there. Just click on the give. And again, I want to thank you for your generosity. It's obvious that God's grace is working in your life. Listen, have a happy Thanksgiving. We love you. Don't forget about thanks a million. We want you to go online at Power of Thank You Book, Facebook, or Instagram and tag somebody. Let them know how thankful you are on Thanksgiving Day. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week.